deck the halls with boughs of holly. Tis the season to be jolly. Don we now our gay apparel? Draw the ancient Yuletide carol. See the blazing Yule before us. Strike the harp and join the chorus. Follow me in merry measure. While I tell of Yuletide treasure. Oh, Lord, yeah! December 20th. This is the H-Bomb Show 2021 Holiday Special. My name is Nick Navarre. In 2013, Android 4.4 KitKat and iPhone 5 were current. The Boston Marathon bombing occurred. Paul Walker and Nelson Mandela both died. Xbox One and PlayStation 4 were released. Anthony Weiner got busted again. Haha, <laughs> Weiner. And Vine was a new thing. But most relevant to this show, 2013 was the last time Hansen put out a new album full of original material in the stores. And now we have a new one. Even better, they brought back the old logo. But first I must mention, since the last episode, we have received the Crossroads CD in the mail, and the title of the final track is back to being the full title of Missing, Needing, Wanting You. How about that? So we're here to finally talk about the impossible dream happening. Hanson's album finally came out after many years of waiting. It's not exactly what we expected in some cases, but we still got it, and it's finally in our hands. I've got another first-time combination crew of people to discuss this occasion, comprised of a mix of past guests, so let's do it. Okay, tis the season to release an album, I guess. We're going to do a three-guest conversation here. Hopefully we don't walk all over each other, because there's four people total. So uh, I've got Margo back again. How you doing, Margo? Good, how are you? All right. And then and then uh, Tara from the previous episode. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. And then uh, it's been a while since I've had Chris from Mboptastic on. Uh, how are you doing, Chris? Very well, thank you. All right, so we're going to do the usual thing here. Uh, we've actually got an album to talk about, if you want to call it that. Uh, Annalie is first. This is something to me that it's okay. I just, I think it would, it sounds more like something that would be put in the middle of an album than uh, as an opening track. It's passable, but honestly being, I think I'm being kinder to it than a lot of people I saw talking about it. My main issue with it is, again, I'm not sure if it's the best choice as the first song to present to everyone maybe if this was the fourth or fifth song i think 
uh, people would have been more accepting of it. I think, uh, I guess they just released them in the order they are on the album, so that's not really unexpected. I guess um, it's it's just not an opening song. I did laugh at the We Can Try On Someone Else Clothes line and the suggestion that someone would go out of town to do that. So uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you got on this one, uh, Marka? I completely agree. I listened to it earlier today on the whole album again and took some notes and that was one of the things that I said it's it's a good song but just doesn't feel like the opener right it definitely would be better in the middle I do like it it's one of the few um I didn't do any of these Tulsa shows so it's one of the few that I actually saw live because they did it you know the, the last real tour right um so it is fun and it's catchy and it's it's like a typical Hanson song but it's definitely is the it's not the song that's going to grab you into the album like you would expect. Tara, what do you got? Agree with the not being the opening track. But it's funny because when it first came out, I hated it. Like, top three least favorite songs ever that they've done. Despised it. And then I saw it on the last tour. wasn't a huge fan of it acoustically. But I've actually really, it's won me over a bit. Uh, full band, like electric so it's it's fun live. I still wouldn't seek it out on my shuffle or anything. I would probably skip. But I will say live and electric played. It, it's pretty fun. Chris, how about it? I'm with Tara. I didn't like it at first, really, at all. Um, I liked hearing it when they did the shows in Tulsa. It grew on me. But I like it in the sense that the lyric is um, sort of taking you fairly... I'm not going to say deep, but it's taking you into their musicist history. Um, and I think if Against the World is about them being who they are and being true to something integral about them, then, you know, the whole Muscle Shoals, the melting pot of the Delta Blues, jazz, rock and roll, R&B and gospel, um, which is very much part of the scene, down there but is also very much part of them um that's that's i love that actually and to me it is a sort of a attempting into something about them i think everyone was more positive on that than i was expecting because (laughs) when it first came out everyone kind of hated it but now it's like well it's okay it's just maybe (laughs) maybe not an opener like like we said uh next is don't ever change don't ever change it's one of my favorites if not the favorite but i feel like it's a tinted window song and not a handsome song but i love tinted windows so that's kind of why but the vibe i feel like listening to it all the way through is it's a great piece but i feel like it doesn't go with the rest but i do love it if that makes sense so i don't know it's fun i like it uh chris how about it i really love everything taylor's leads on to be honest there's very few of the songs that he leads on that um i can't get into but i i, I spent a lot of time thinking about this song and thinking about the lyrics and and i'm probably more attuned to that than understanding all the way that the, the music is working i love the way it sort of explores everything that love is and listening to the album again today i, I really think this whole thing is a sort of 
of journey into love actually and and the the analogy between truth and love I kind of get that a lot coming from the album that might just be me um and I love the kind of the lyrics that talk about everything that love is you know from the last thing in the morning and the last thing at night I'm good with it Margo how about it I like it I it's actually one of my favorites on the album too um and I felt like I've heard it before but I don't think I have but I think it's because now that Terrace has the tinted windows thing, maybe that's what it is, but it just didn't hit me. But it also, it reminded me of Dancing in the Wind. Okay. I don't know why, but... Second track? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the second, I don't know. I don't know, but I thought of that even when they, they released it, because when they were releasing the videos, there were a few of them. I remember watching this one, but then I kind of just, you know, the steam ran out, and I decided I was just going to wait until I could listen to a full album all at once because that's how I like to do it but it definitely it reminds me of something but I just can't figure it out but maybe that's what it is the tinted windows but I do like it it is one of the the better ones it's one of my favorites on this. um also the intro I can't remember the other song it has a highway to hell intro it kind yeah. of sounds similar it's an yes. ACDC. yeah yeah yes. absolutely so that yep. might also be what your like is. your earworm just, yeah yeah it's just it's They've done it before, and it's been done before. Right. There's yeah. a lot of TNT like influence. I think it's good. Um, the structure and presentation of this one shows you it's definitely an album song, and it's been so long since we've gotten a lineup of songs like that that I can appreciate it for sure. I think I liked it more when I heard it live during the Christmas tour than I do hearing this final version, but I still like it. That might be because I don't remember it like I thought I did from the concert. So I think other people maybe like this more than me, but I do still like it. I do get some nostalgic, if only, vibe from this one since it's the second track and there is a spoken line of dialogue after the song is is over. So next is Only Love. Um, I wasn't keen on this at first at all. Um, I don't know why. Um, I thought it was a bit cheesy, if I'm honest. And, yeah. I, and um, I was hearing Love Song and Watch Over Me and some of the connections were just a, li- a little bit... Um, I'm not sure. I decided I was just being a snob, actually. Um, and, and I really started listening to it. And I loved it live. I absolutely loved it live. In the, uh, I wasn't in Tulsa, obviously, but um, watching. And I, I thought Isaac's rendition was, was lovely. And I'm really looking forward to hearing it live in a proper venue, a big venue. Um, I, I love the church chorus, you know, the gospel choir bit. I loved... The, the, the keyboard even sounded a little bit Blues Brothers to me. You know, I had a, a feeling of some shots from that movie. Um, yeah, I loved it. Okay. Uh, Margo, how about it? I like it now that I forced myself to listen to it over and over, which sounds terrible. But it would have been one of those where I probably would have skipped it if I wasn't doing this and I kept listening to the album and I do, I especially like the the last half, but it takes a minute to get there for right. me at least. But I do, I didn't watch any of the live streams and I didn't do any of the Tulsa shows, but I could see this becoming one 
that when you see it live and actually all of the, the whole album is kind of one where I've thought like, maybe if I saw this live, I'd like it better. So I, I kind of feel like that could be, that could definitely be a good one live, but especially the second half. But for the most part at first listen, I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> this song is not a typical Isaac song by this show's definition. There is a, God, I, can't, I almost couldn't figure out what it was, but there's actually a very slight Pearl Jam DNA in there during the verse, whether it's intentional or not during the uh, the verses. This is better than I expected. I'm not big on the ending with all the instruments dropping out and just leaving the voices that, that they do occasionally, but it's okay. It probably isn't going to replace Watch Over Me as the Isaac song on an album um, that becomes his trademark or whatever, but um, I think it stands fairly close to it. How about it, Tara? I feel the same as Margot. Well, I originally cheesy is the perfect word as to how I felt about it at first, but again, live changed my opinion. The issue with it on the album for me, or project, I'm not calling it an album. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a project. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, but that was my thing. It takes a while to build up, but when it gets there, it's really great. Yeah. But that first like minute or minute and a half is like, oh my gosh, you know. But I will say, and like you said, the voice or the instruments dropping out and just leaving the voices, it's such a moment in the show. So it's funny that that part you're not a fan of, because <laughs> I will say live, it's like, like I said, it's such a moment and everyone's like, yes, this is what we're here for, you know? So That's I will give it that. Thing too. Yeah, it is. But so I, I, you know. I definitely am looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it has redeeming qualities, but definitely nowhere near a watch over me track for me. I don't know how this will go down, but. With the verse about the woman who um, takes the cash from the cash man and escapes with it, I always see Janet Lee in Psycho in the car driving away, you know, with <laughs> oh the money in her, yeah. glove, in her glove compartment every time. I've tried not to, but it's there. Against the World, title track time. Uh, that's next. I like it. Um, I think, I don't know if it would have been a better opener, but I, I feel like it would have been better, not really in the middle. I don't know if it should have been the first track or maybe even the last. I'm not sure. But it is it is definitely my favorite of the album after listening to it a few times. It's just fun. And it's kind of like classic Hanson in a way. Right. For me, at least. This is different from how I remember it at the Christmas shows. But again, that could just be my memory because that's the first time literally they ever played yeah. it. So I can't expect it to be 100% identical in that case. Either way, this is probably the strongest track on the album and it might be my favorite. You can tell it's a song they're pushing because Taylor and Isaac trade verses like they do on a lot of like singles they put out there. <laughs> it's good. It's really good, I think. it's It stands out for me. And again, it might be my favorite on the album. Uh, what do you think, Tara? same i it's classic hansen to me that i wish the whole album had kind of embodied that vibe that that song has because again great live super fun everyone i feel like it's everyone's kind of like new little anthem and they're real happy and you know it's, it's fun <laughs> but 
yeah, no, I love it. So, okay, Chris, I like it again because um, I'm a real big fan of, of Taylor Leeds, but um, also because it's the title track, and I've let my mind run all over the place about some of the thinking and themes behind this album, and I love the juxtaposed lyrics, the artistic inspirations. I like the fact they've picked up the odd nod to other songs, songs of their own and songs of other people. Um, I've listened to this song alongside U2's Pride. There are a few places where, you know, you can see some kind of reference. I love the guitar part. That's definitely reminiscent of that, that U2 song. I don't lean into what they've said particularly about the whole this being about themselves and, and the fans. I mean, they if they see it like that, but I, I'm not kind of going down that street. I just want to see this about them. This isn't about me. This is about them. So here's a fun question. Where does this rank among the title tracks they've put out there? I think this is the best of the bunch. Um, I was never that big on this time around. I think it's okay, but I would, you know, it's just kind of take it or leave it for me. The walk is okay, but it there isn't, you can't really put that in the same category as this. And underneath, I like, but I think this is better. So what do you think, uh, Margo, as far as title tracks goes? This is a great question. I would probably say it's hard for me to put anything above this time around in general because that's my favorite album. And also that came out at like a, a great time, you know, in general. You know, I was in high school. It was I was a young kid. So that's why I would give that number one. And I would probably put this number two. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it, it is it is up there. You're, you're right. I, I never even thought of it that way. Chris, how about it? Uh, title tracks. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, because I, I've, I've really got myself into, as I say, the whole album in terms of what it's about. I'm happy to see this as sort of this time around only 21 years later. You know, it's this time around, but it's us now. Where right. are we now this time around? Mm -hmm. I love that. Tara? I pretty much agree with Margo. I think because of nostalgia's sake, I can't put it above this time around. Even though it's not even one of my top songs that in general, it's just, you know how it is but i i feel like if they had opened with it after mass singer and that again i don't know if it should be first track last track however you know you were saying but i feel like if it had kind of been the the song out of the floodgates it would have had that instant nostalgia in, you know emplaced on everyone mm -hmm. but but yeah i feel like it was just kind of like there and it was an amazing song and then we were on to the next so i still have a hard time connecting thoroughly with it and, right. and ranking it super high on my my Hanson songs, but I will say it title track wise, yeah, you're probably right. It's definitely a top tier. Stronger is next. Can't just tell my feet to walk in their shoes. Cause every time I win, just feel like I lose. Uh, do you want to pick it up? Uh, keep going right there. I don't have much to say. I think it's lovely and wonderful. And Taylor is a sweet angel baby. And it projects <laughs> perfectly through the song. And I think it's really nice. It's a classic Taylor. And he's okay. he's great. So, <laughs> Chris. The first couple of times I played it, I played it in the car. And my husband thought it was appalling. And he said to me, there's nothing. He said, there's nothing to it. He said, it's cheeky and it's, you know. <laughs> 
Um, but I loved it, and I loved it because I just love um, the movement of the the keys and the lyrics, the sounds. I love the opening piano. I love Taylor's vulnerable vocal. I love the changes in the key. Um, when I listened to it today, I felt like it was one of those songs that is over quite quickly, but becomes quite classic. You know, there's a few Beatles. So I've been watching that Beatles thing on the TV, you know, and that they write these little things that become quite classic, but they're quite short. And it felt to me a bit like a an actual physical wave of emotion. You know, you go through the pain and the despair and then it passes and you kind of realise that maybe that's not all there is to something. And that's what it felt like to me, a sort of movement through pain into something better. I like it. After listening to the album, or whatever you want to call it, a few times, I think maybe this should have been the closer, but more on that in a few minutes. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. I do think this is one of Isaac's better outings as as far as the guitar standing out without being overwhelming, if that's actually Isaac playing, which hopefully it is. I think it would be a, a decent closer, though. Um, what do you got on, on this one, Margo? Um, I liked it more as I the more I listened to it that's another thing where like it was a good thing that I listened to this a lot I like the harmonizing of course it's such a handsome thing but to be honest for me it feels like a filler song yeah I and, was gonna or, I was gonna say it's almost like a fan club disc song but not that's quite. exactly that's that was my next note it sounds like it would be on the handsome on that EP kind of like one where if it was on that I maybe I would have liked I don't know it just didn't it's yeah like if i didn't listen i do like it now that i've listened to it more but if i would have just like if i wasn't doing this i probably would have just been like next it would have been another one of those which unfortunately there's a lot of those on this well <laughs> and not to sway you because again it's not even one of my like favorite songs ever or anything so i'm not like yes you have to like it but again it's another song that's live where they yeah. come in with the harmonies and the lights they've got it down you know and yeah. it's it's again a moment and i feel like these songs that, are you know so yeah. i think that will change everything i used i remember i hated dancing in the wind until i saw mm -hmm. live and then now i love it i feel like a lot of this album could be that way as well so we'll see after jamaica how i feel about these songs one is next we shout cuz we cannot help ourselves Why don't you take this one, Chris? Okay. Um, I don't. <laughs> I didn't like it at first. I didn't like the video. I still don't think I like the video. I'm not good at commenting on the music because I tend to be open to the music. I don't. I. I just hear the music and accept it for what it is. The, the whole thing that they're talking about the name of human of, of conflict the, the the sort of struggle to be who you are yet you know be part of this human race without breaking apart the whole idea of keeping personal integrity being open to a greater truth I love that and you know I think that's all been as far as I am listening to them part of their storytelling for a very long time and you know whatever their history has been of late that's still who they are um and i love that i see some connections with you two again in this song that that's it that's what i hear 
Well, I was going to say the uh, the title of a U2 song is One. The, uh, the title of a Metallica song is One, and this doesn't remind me of that at all. So. I think when I'm saying about connection with U2, I'm thinking about the lyric, and the lyric of One is not that different to this in places. Right. You know, about carrying others and carrying yourself through things. I mean, I, I think it might be interesting to look at it, see what you think. Yeah, this is, I don't have a lot to say about this one. It is bringing up the rear for me. Um, my friend made a comment that did they name it after the number of times you're going to listen to it before you start <laughs> skipping it? Um, Ouch. <laughs> this is my least favorite. It, it's okay for a listener too, but I don't think I'll be coming mm. back to this one that much. Uh, how about it, Margo? Yeah, that's the same thing. It's it's another one of the skippable ones for me. If I wasn't doing this and listening to it over and over, the last few albums or whatever you want to call them, there's always been one skippable song. And this is probably the most, I know I've said this two other times, but this is probably one of the most, but it is better the more I listen to it. But we'll see after I hear it live. We'll see what happens. I mean, they, they really, they're a great live band when they practice. So, <laughs> you know, it's a filler song. I also did watch the video. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched any. Yeah. That's that's one thing I should mention. I haven't watched any of these videos yet. So yeah, I got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore, and I, I just wanted to hear the Adele did that thing with Spotify where they should yes. you're not allowed to you know. And and I'm ju- I, I applaud that because I'm just like that. When there's an album, I want to hear from start to finish a few times. Oh right, and then I'll skip to my favorite. Listen song. to it in order or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And and did they? Did they release these videos in order? Yeah, they, yeah, yes. they did. Oh, they did? Okay, okay, okay. I see that that shows how I've been stuck in the world of Harry Styles. Sorry, Hanson. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, uh, Tara, how about it? Uh, I, you know, I feel bad that I didn't actually take any kind of notes lyrically on it the way that she did because I feel like I'm kind of dismissing an entire... But it's funny because Hanson has always been, like, lyrically to me, just so above the rest. And I feel like this album does nothing for me lyrically. Like, I haven't thought about it or connected with the song, like, with the lyrics. It's just kind of like, you know what I mean? So maybe I'm not doing it correctly as far as rating it. You know, I was just kind of listening, deciding how I felt, and then moving on. So maybe I need to do it a little more justice. Yeah, it's kind of the same. It's just a filler, and I didn't actually take it so seriously as it could be and probably was when they wrote it so i don't i don't know i feel kind of bad judging it too harshly in that aspect because i feel i feel bad critiquing someone's work who clearly they put time effort love into it and here i am like eh, that's okay. you <laughs> yeah know. but that's i mean that that goes with being a musician i guess so yeah right. yeah <laughs> fearless is last This is, we've got access to an orchestra and damn it, we're going to use it. <laughs> I, I like this. I like this a lot and I, I like the layout of it. It's not a bad choice for a closer. It sort of reminds me of Siren Call from a few years ago. I think it would work better if it were in a tonight-ish 
penultimate slot, and then I think they could have held over something from a maybe a previous fan club disc that was recorded around the same time. A friend of mine thought it should be the album opener, which isn't a bad idea either because it kind of grabs your attention because it's not like every other Hanson song. But I think this is really good. It's um, either my favorite or my second favorite on the uh, on the album. So how about it, Tara? It very string theory vibes, which are, you know, I liked that a lot. I think it's a nice closer. It follows well after, but I don't, I don't know. I feel this is probably something we'll talk about after the fact, but I feel like everything's kind of a mod podge of songs together. And I feel like with the strings at the end, it kind of is the same thing. It's kind of like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but it does sound really nice. I just feel again, like listening to it all together. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm being too harsh, <laughs> but I also don't want to, I don't know. <laughs> it's good. I like it, but yeah, not, not anything groundbreaking for me. Okay. Chris. Again, I wasn't, I wasn't, struck by it at first but that's I like Zach's songs I love his performance but um they take a bit longer for me to get into again I've gone with the lyrics and the the sense of it um and I like it I think it belongs with Anthem actually the images the fire the lightning the, the light bulb that's all Anthem and I'm wondering whether this was a song that went goes all the way back to Anthem actually because the theme of sort of personal integrity keeping true to who you are being free getting out of bondage that's all that's all anthem yeah bondage sorry about that's all that's all very much anthem and i i listened to it very carefully today and i decided i really liked it which came as a surprise i didn't think i did like it but i do i i like i do like the song but i i don't feel like it is the end of the album like I, I feel like every time I listen to the album you know over and over on a walk or you know just even a long drive I always feel like there should be something else right but that could just be in general which we could you know I'm sure we're talking about next um, but I do like I do like the song I always like you know an orchestra or a choir or the harmonizing I love that part of Hanson but um it's a good song overall it's just not the end for me that kind of leads me to my next point is just when it gets going, it's over. Um, the total running time is a few minutes short of a half hour. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize. See, it's a project. It is a project. Yeah. <laughs> it's an EP. Was I mean, it Continental Breakfast in now. Bed 17? Yes. Yeah, I was no. say, we've got yeah. tons of EPs, like hands-on yeah. EPs that are the same length. This is what I was hinting at a minute ago, but I really think if they would have, like if you look at this year's and last year's EP as songs that could have been on Against the World because it was kind of the same time period, I really think if they did Fearless, Second to Last, and then All I Know as the closer, this would have been a really Ugh. good album. And yeah. then if yeah. if they would have held maybe Better Man and like one other song like um, maybe, I don't know, Begin Again, just to get your typical Isaac song in there on the album. Just so there's nine or ten songs on the album, and then... Yeah, cl- it should be ten. Right. And then closed with Fearless, followed by All I Know. This, I think we'd probably look back on this as a pretty good album, even if it wasn't super long or anything. What do you guys think about the seven-song thing? Um, okay, so I personally really wish that it had come out last year. I feel like I know that they wanted to save it and do it properly, but I think during COVID, during lockdown, if everyone had something to look forward to every month, 
and it could have had its build up, I think it would have been appreciated more than like right now. Everyone's just so desperate for an album, and then this is how it happened. Right. And I, I understand what they're doing. I know it's a singles world. I know it's you know a lot of people are doing it. I think I'm just kind of apathetic about it because, like Margot said, I like to listen to it from start to finish. It's the whole mood of the album. It's the feeling you get when you listen to it the first time. It's you know, and and it was just so choppy. I think I stopped watching the videos after the second one too just because it was like two i would see them every month because i would went to the shows but right. as far as otherwise i probably would have waited the same way and just listened to it all together because it was just so choppy it was just kind of like i feel like each song's forgotten about already almost like it was like here's our song oh here's the next one and yeah i feel like half of these songs are never going to play again which is sad to say maybe i'm wrong <laughs> but i just feel like it's kind of like i appreciate it i'm glad it exists but i'm just kind of I'm 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 excited for the next project. I'll yeah. say that. Uh, Margo? In some ways, I almost would rather wait for a complete album, which sounds terrible. I love getting the EPs every year, but you know, is it becoming too much? Like why why has it been so long since we've had a real album? I don't know. I don't want to be, you know, the super critical fan, but it just it would have been nice for a full thing. And even the way I, I get it because it is a, I mean there's there's people who have never even put out albums who just keep putting out these, these hit singles. Mm-hmm. So I understand the way they do it. They're doing it. Maybe I'm an old lady these days, but I'll just, <sighs> I'll never forget how exciting it was to get, you know, this time around for the first time, which is different. You know, we were, we were still so young and it was, it was to see what was the next best, kind of thing. But even, <laughs> even Anthem, you know, they did, they did the shows for it. You know, it just didn't have the same feeling. It's not the same time in our lives or their lives or in the world in general but it just would have been it would have been nice to have more but and now they're doing they're recording more now i'm really not good to ask about this because i find it difficult to have any sense of judgment about what artists do i really do um i accept that they're doing what they're doing in the circumstances that they're in with the restrictions with the possibilities that they face I don't know their life um, I accept what comes to be honest and that might be just said I'm lazy or ignorant but that's the way I do it and okay I wasn't that excited that a you know a CD wasn't going to drop through my door which is the way I do it I don't download music I enjoyed each track I listened to it a few times and but I much more preferred hearing the whole thing together and when I played the album together several times I got a much different sense of the music and I think that's when the music started to grow on me when I was able to do that and I was able to see why tracks were in the places that they were and it started to feel like a whole um, and I'm happy with that yeah that was that was kind of me I I downloaded the first two that they did so Annalie and uh, don't ever change and then after that i stopped because i wanted to hear the whole album together so i didn't hear the other five tracks until i got the cd in the mail and i think if i would have heard each song as it came out i probably wouldn't have liked it nearly as much so i'm glad yeah. i'm kind of glad i waited um to hear the the yeah. full the full thing as far as how they released it i mean I don't, I don't know. I know that a lot of artists do this now, like like we were just talking about. Uh, maybe this was an attempt to rope in new fans because they were just doing the mass Singer thing and all that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe releasing one song a month was their strategy. But 
For me, it it just didn't work. No one is talking about the album. All they did was anger the the hardcore fans rather than rope in new fans. So, yeah. well, and I feel like even they aren't talking about it anymore. Like it's so much being posted about the new, which I know you have to look forward, and that's it. But it, like I said, it was just kind of here it is, here it is, here it is for seven times, and then on to the next, and it's over. And I feel like none of the other albums have that thing at all. Like those are such cherished albums amongst all of us and this one was just kind of thrown at us and on to the next so and they couldn't even decide if this was an album or not like half half the time they'd call it an album half the time they'd call it a project i called it an ep because that's what it seemed more like to me but i don't know um uh, margo anything to say yeah i just feel like it's like what are we what are we gonna get next and what are we gonna get for the hanson.net ep coming into 2022 because I feel like half of this could have been that. I mean, there was a time where, where the songs on the EPs were some of the best songs. So in some ways, I, it kind of blurs you know, with me. But I, I have a friend who's not a fan at all. He was at a record store and he couldn't believe his eyes. And he, he texted me and sent me a picture and said, I can't believe Hanson has an EP in a record store. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's an album. And he was like, no, it's seven songs. And an album's 10. And I was like, they think it's an album, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's getting out there. It's, you know, it's in the, you know, physical copies are, don't really exist these days, but it's, it's in the record stores. This one is so weird to me because I don't know, except for maybe the song one, I think this sounds more like an album than a fan club disc to me mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. So it, it's in a really weird space just because some of the songs do not sound like fan club songs, but it's the length of a fan club disc i mean they're still capable about sending stuff it's only been a year and a half since all i know and some of the songs on this are good maybe we're spoiled so they're they're on that's the gum tree in that you know they have to do a fan club ep yeah and they're trying to put out standard music too and if they yeah. didn't have the demands of a fan club ep they could have just put the whole lot out as an album we could have had 15 yeah. tracks right. i think about that a lot because i have friends who are super fans of you know, other artists, even other artists that were around when Hanson came out and are still kind of trucking along the same way. And no one else does this. No. We are very, like, we get new yeah. music every year. Yeah. Sometimes it's not our favorite, but, like, it happens. They're in the studio. They're working way beyond what a lot of other people are doing. Right. Um, so we are spoiled. But in some ways, you know, I still feel like Anthem was the last album. Right. I mean, I know this is, but is it? And so in some ways, I would almost pause a year for another really great album like that but we'll see what happens next i'm just so curious because i feel like if you did like you said put the ep and this project together it would make an excellent album so i'm curious Mm -hmm. if they went in to the studio with the intent of this being against the world yeah the pandemic happened and then they said oh crap we can't make an ep right now we need to split this up and maybe that's what happened maybe that's not it at all but i could see how they were yeah well they were talking about a double album at some point well what's really strange is zach said that somebody asked about black mesa and he said that black mesa is a smaller project that they don't think they're gonna they're putting it on the back burner now which makes no sense to me though but that's weird because it was supposed to be a double album. So why would it be a small project? <laughs> like, is yeah. this not a small project? But also, we Who talked, knows? I, think I mean, you know, a lot up their sleeve. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what to come? I would just love if they did need an entire year off, not do an EP, and they just brought stuff out of the vault and put it on a membership. Yes, that's so. literally, if they yes. would just do the rough cuts, don't even have to touch it. Maybe if they want to tweak the 
yeah, do that and then focus on what you need to do. You do you, you know, and they already, you know, I wish that is what they would do. I think that would be so awesome for everyone. Um, I I was just kind of thinking that maybe, you know, their minds don't always go with just an EP and an album that, you know, they're thinking about music in, in other formats, you know, maybe a five song or a three song or something, you know, just because that's the way it's always been. I don't know. I mean, not that that makes any sense in a way, but why no, does it, it does. always have to be like that? You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Musical, mu- musical, you know, geniuses in general all kind of work differently. Yeah, absolutely. their brains work differently. Yeah. Who knows what they yeah. have planned? Yeah. Well, how, how they generate it? I mean, like I said, I've been yeah. watching this people's thing over the last couple of nights, and you know, they go from having nothing to having two albums in a, in a matter of days. You know, because they have to. I love that. I love the disturbance of it. I love the expectation, the surprise. I, I'm not a fan of what I think about Hanson. I'm a fan of Hanson, you know, so I mm-hmm. want to be surprised. I think they really should have just put out, it because I know they feel the, the need to put out a fan club disc every year. I really think they should have just done another DVD last year or this year and save some of those other songs for the uh, album. No one would complain if they got a video instead of a EP, you know, the yeah. last year or this yeah. year or whatever. So I guess just wrapping up the album talk here, favorite song, I would say for me, it's probably Against World, maybe Fearless is knocking on the door there. Uh, how about it, Tara? Uh, against the World. Okay. Uh, Chris? I think Against the World, and I think I'm uh, with you. I'm going to grow to love Fearless, oh, I think. Okay. Margo? Same thing against the world. Okay. They, I guess they named the album the the right turn or the right <laughs> name. <laughs> so we supposedly have more new music coming, possibly next year. I don't know if that's supposed to be a make good for this album, me being so brief. Or if it's by design. Um, at this point, I kind of hope it's the latter. So I saw a comment, and I did not see this myself directly, so I don't know how accurate it is. Something where Zach was saying, like, oh, you may not like the next thing we do. Does that ring a bell for anyone? Like, it- yeah, yeah, he said, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it could be something weird, which I'm all for. Uh- that gets me That gets me real excited. Right. I didn't yeah. that, but that gets me said- excited. Yeah, he said some of you may not like it, which people are speculating they're writing a musical, which they've discussed before, which they, you know, you've probably all seen that they've been collaborating with a lot of people over the last few weeks or months. So who knows? Who knows? I could see them doing a musical. That sounds great to me. I think it's it's cool. Exactly. As long as it's not another digital pants thing, I'm I'm good with whatever they want to do next. Well, I think that's coming. I think that's coming, too, but... (laughs) Also, I feel like Zach is so in touch with all the... Everyone always has something negative to say. So I think that's kind of another thing of what he means. Like, there's always some... Mm -hmm. Someone's always got something to say. He's like, you might not like this, but... Yeah. But that actually makes me more Pro- excited. Props for being blunt and honest about yeah. it, at least. You know what I mean? And that, that, that is against the world, isn't it? It's their truth. It's their yeah. truth in face of everything. We'll see what comes up next. Should be interesting, if nothing else. So thanks for uh, coming on and talking about this, Chris. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you very much. All right. And uh, safe travels back when you head, uh, head back. So. Thank you. And Tara, thank you for coming back again. 
Thanks for having me. And Margo, I'm I'll probably running into you at some point. So yeah, <laughs> you sound very thrilled about it. <laughs> we go to the same Taco Bell. Guess right. I'll run into you. <laughs> I'll tell you about that. But um, all right, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I don't need to hang my stocking there upon the fireplace. Santa Claus will make me happy with a toy on Christmas Day. I won't ask for much this Christmas. I won't even wish for snow. I'm just gonna keep on waiting Underneath the mistletoe I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true All I want for And there will hopefully be more new music next year, according to the band. Thanks to Margo, Tara, and Chris for doing this one. Margo actually lives fairly close to me, and we both have gone to the same Taco Bell, where the guy at the window is named Lucifer, and we can't get enough of it. It's a literal devil's nachos situation. I know during this show I complain about the length of the album, but as we also mentioned, they do have a lot of output regardless. Looking at my phone earlier, which has the majority of the music I own, Hanson has some of the most songs that any artist on there. So that is definitely appreciated. So we've come to this. As hard as it is to fathom, we now live in a post-against-the-world world. We got what I've been waiting for for the last several years, and that probably means it's time to wind it up. If you want the real ending to the show, go back and listen to episode 32, the final episode of the original run of the show. Pretty much everything I said then still applies. I really don't talk to any other fans anymore, like I have for the last 20 years, so my interest in... Continuing this project is diminished severely, honestly. But again, I will always support the band. So, I don't plan on doing any more of these. Thankfully, the archive should live on now that the hosting is done through Anchor. And at least for now, the Hanson.Zone website will remain. If anything changes regarding that, I'll put the news up on facebook.com slash hbombshow and at hbombshow on twitter in the meantime have fun if you're going to back to the island which is making its return happy new year everyone we have against the world
Thank you to everyone that has listened for the last nearly six years. So I'm going to take us out the same way we began the first episode. For now, and for good, it's over. Guys, what are you doing? Oh, just looking at catalogs, dreaming. Oh, have you guys thought about what you want for Christmas? Yeah, meet me. I want a Ted Williams signature inflatable bathtub pillow. Oh, Gypsy. I want a pony. <laughs> oh, Gypsy, we don't have room on please, this ship for please. a pony. No, can't do it. What about you, Crow? I want to decide who lives and who dies. Huh? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know.